This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone to the Wednesday Club. This is me, John McGraw. Welcome. It's Excess Manchester talking football for a whole hour. I want to play you something that happened last week before I introduce my guests. Uh, West Brom. Yes. Oh, God. The way United have been this season, they'll lose 1 0. But <laughs> I think they'll probably win 2. I think it'll be over in the first half 2 0. Weekark will get back on the score sheet against one of his old clubs. The man opposite me <laughs> predicted what was going to happen Hang on the weekend he at Old Trafford. <laughs> he said, knowing United, they're going to get beat 1 0. And that is exactly what happened, which means the league was handed oh. to Manchester City on Sunday. The Wednesday Club features Alex Borden representing United and Ian Cheeseman from Manchester City. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. evening. Can I just say, last week he made a big play, Alex, of yeah. saying this was going to be his favourite show it ever. Was. It was. It's been what? the best show <laughs> ever. Right, well, if you want to record the... this bit, this is going to be my favourite show <laughs> ever. Uh, if you're new to the Wednesday Club, we just talk about football for an hour. We have a United side, we have a City side, and we have a bit of a laugh. But there's no, I mean, there's a laughing matter for and he sits there with a smile on his face. The Championship, the Premier League is Manchester City's Alex Boardman. What happened on the weekend at Old Trafford? Why did United get beat 1-0? It's been the story of the season, hasn't it? Said it all season. Um, that United team currently is two different teams. It's a team that beat Liverpool at home, beat Chelsea at home, beat City away, and then can't beat Huddersfield, can't beat Newcastle, can't beat Seville at home. And now can't beat West Brom at home. They just sometimes do not turn up. And they look like they've no idea how to play football. That team on Sunday, that performance, we had a lot of possession in the first half. Okay, there was a definite penalty, but no real chances. Still nil-nil. Um, Lukaku misses ahead of the... Uh, you know, it's not an easy chance, but it's still still a big enough chance. And just as it gets to about 65 minutes on any game, if United have not scored, you're like, I think we'll lose this. And it was exactly the same... Same problem on Sunday. It was nice, I thought, of United having 
uh, obviously fought <laughs> back at, at the Etihad to make sure that they weren't embarrassed on that day, of then, of then presenting the t- a trophy effectively to City in front of 75 of their own thousand fans. That well, was lovely that they were all able were to enjoy it. Both were as embarrassing, Alex. To be fair, no, well, you are, so what was embarrassing? Both were quite embarrassing scenarios, aren't they? To get beat by West Brom to City the league, or if they would have got beaten in the derby. Oh, no. There's, there's no... I mean, there's not... Anybody with half a brain would rather have City have won it at their own stadium. Of course, that that was the big job. But it was like, have they mentally just clocked off and they're all waiting for for the Tottenham game? Um, they, it would have been a lot, a lot, lot worse. Had City won, uh, the plans they'd got with a half a million pound fireworks, which yes, will still come, but there won't be a background of United fans there, and there won't be a background of like so Mourinho wages for Sanchez that on the yeah, exactly. fireworks scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's not, it's not as bad as it could have been, but it's still. I mean, it, it's a classic United this season. Just an absolute damp squib of a performance. Just, a, just looked like there was very little passion. No real. Int- I mean, Mata was in. To provide like a bit of a creative spark to play the balls through and Sanchez and they, you know they, they, they never did it. Nobody can beat a man. That's you know both us were young and and Valencia. There was seemed to be lots of room for him to run into. They were really reluctant to do it. Marshall comes on and just ambles about. Bearing in mind he's in the middle of a contract talk. Pogba was invisible for all but two moments in the game. But just again all the same problems um, that we've had all season. Ian, you were we weren't watching it, but you were listening to it in a, in a sense. Tell us your story on Sunday. I wasn't actually listening to it in any sense, but the the story is that um, I flew out from uh, London, Stansted, after the Tottenham game uh, to to do a little um, personal trip to the home of where my mum used to used to be living and was born, which is Gelsenkirchen in Germany, which has a team called Schalke, who I also follow. They were playing the Revere Derby, as they call it which is Schalke against Dortmund. Massive game, effectively qualifying for the Champions League or perhaps finishing second. They won that game, so I was in seventh heaven. And then um, I ring my wife and say, hi, yeah, how's it gone? Yeah, yeah, I've just I've seen my auntie and all the rest of it. <clears throat> and then she and then she says, what, what, what? And I go, what, what's happening? Um, Daniel, our son's just said that United are losing 1-0 with five minutes to go at Old Trafford. And I'm going, what? I'd even forgotten that they were playing. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, well, stay on the line and I'll tell you when it's finished. And when it's finished, I'm going, yes, get in and everything. This is what I meant by listening. Did she not provide any commentary? <laughs> no, no, Did she no not commentary. do any cheese? <laughs> hang on, down hang on. And provide commentary? This woman I am can... joined by Daniel. Uh, this is my co-commentator for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> she cannot be criticised on any level. She lets him go to London towards City Tottenham and then fly out to Germany. That's yeah, an amazing yeah. weekend. That's why I love her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the final whistle went and City were um, obviously champions. Did you have a little celebration in the airport? I wasn't in the airport then. I was just outside Schalke's ground, but I'm clenching my fist and, 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 you know, sort of big smile on my face. And the Schalke fans who were still around me coming away from the game, like looking at him, what, what's up with him? You know, we, we, we won an hour and a half ago. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's still <laughs> celebrating. He suddenly burst into this cheer and they didn't know what it was. It felt a bit sort of lonely in a way because I had nobody to celebrate it with. Uh, so I suppose... Like most City fans, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walked into that one. Um, but the, the, the fact is that the last two title wins um, have both been on the last day and the last moment when 
you, you can have this big celebration immediately afterwards and everybody goes out and parties. And we saw on social media that players were scattered all around the world. Pep was playing golf and actually Sane and Gundogan were both in the stadium where I was at Schalke <laughs> uh, because they were former Schalke and Dortmund players. But other players were dotted around. Fans were all over the place. So it was a strange one, really. But on the other hand, what, what it now means is that the Swansea game, the Huddersfield game, Perhaps lesser so, but the Brighton game, and if there's a parade as well, that ends up being three, four celebrations. So bring it on. Bring it on indeed. The Manchester City are Premier League champions, uh, Forever Blue. Listen to it uh, yesterday. Make sure if you're a City fan, you listen to it. Ian, it was a star-studded Cast event. Cast of thousands, wasn't it? Cast of thousands. Cast of thousands. <laughs> the podcast is up for you to listen to, and the video is there for you to watch on our YouTube Manchester Football Social. And do you know what, as well? I should say it, really. Oh, you, what are you going to say, Alex? I'm going to say... Uh, wait, wait, what was that? Been the best show <laughs> ever. <laughs> this is going to be the worst show ever. But, um, fair's fair, you know... Whenever we won the league, there was always like people sniping and saying, um, oh, you were this and you got these decisions and blah, 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 blah. You don't win the league without deserving it. So City do deserve They deserve it. They've been the best team by a mile. They've been the best team by a mile. The best team by a mile. got that on video. No, I did get yeah. that on video. <laughs> but no, they deserve it. And I hope United now see it as. Um, you know, there's been massive improvement. United from finishing sixth to to being currently second. Who knows where they're going to finish? Could so, be fourth, could be second. Yeah. But they, they need to now kick on and match match this City team because I'm sure Chelsea will try. Um, I don't think Arsenal can afford to. Who knows what will happen with Liverpool and Salah. Um, and Tottenham, uh, Tottenham are Tottenham, aren't so, they? They'll just keep the same team next year and not win anything, probably. UEFA <laughs> confirming what we, I think we already knew, is that the, um, the fourth place... Uh, in this season's Premier League, will automatically qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, so we, there'll be no knockout stages. That, yeah. So yeah. that is a, a good sign if United are going to slip down to fourth. But They're you, not going to slip nah, down they to should, fourth. They should remain on. second. Like one point behind Liverpool. No, they're in they've front. Got, they're still they've got in front. Game in well. with a game in hand, aren't they? Nah, well, it's only by one point. But I mean, you can see you get beat by West Brom. What's going to happen next? I mean, Ian, you're saying they are going to finish second. Yeah. You got I, beat by I, I, West Brom. You got Bournemouth tonight. They're in a good stride. The only thing about this Bournemouth game is obviously, you know, it's only two or three days to this big semi-final. And whenever it, when City fans and me included looked at West Brom at home and Bournemouth away and wondered whether United would slip, the automatic assumption was if if they're going to slip, they'll slip at Bournemouth because it's two or three days before. It's away from home. Bournemouth not bad on their own little ground. Didn't expect it against West Brom. Mm. Now, what do United do? Do they bounce back against Bournemouth because they've got something to prove, or do they? Or do they? Does um, Mourinho put out a relatively inexperienced team to protect the ones he wants? Well, to I, play I think Wembley? he must make changes after that West Brom performance. I mean, be fair to Mourinho again. I see him getting panned constantly, but he puts a he put a really strong team out against West Brom. Maybe stronger than I even thought he would. Um, and then he's, you know, he's hooking players left, right, and centre. He finishes the game with like six forwards on, and no one really performed. But I think tonight maybe Rashford should definitely get a chance because I think he's been quite patient. I don't know if Martial's done enough to deserve a, a chance because when he came on, I'd honestly got the ball a couple of times, looked all right. But when he loses the ball, he's not in position. He's like twenty. So is this Martial debate? If, if it was coming to it on the summer. Is he a player you want to see at Old Trafford next year? Loved Martial, and I feel, in a way, I feel sorry for him because he was just for the first few months of the season up till Christmas, he was he was doing really well. He'd made that left hand side his. Both him and Rashford were vying for it, and it was working really well. They were both scoring, they were um, both creating a lot of chances. And then Sanchez signed, and they just both relegated down to either you're going to play on the other wing or your sub. 
And um, but the difference is, you see, Rashford, Rashford's only a kid; he's only twenty. Martial's, I think, is only twenty-two. But Rashford will deal with it like, right, I will try my best to get in this squad, and whenever I play, I will bust along running for a ball. And Martial just seems, as he's done for the couple of years he's been at United, just seems to sulk. Um, and I wonder if Mourinho's sort of running out of patience with him as well. And I can, and I can understand it because honestly, on Sunday I was like, just run, just turn back and run after that ball. You can't be shaking your head that it's not been passed to you when you know they're on the halfway line and they're attacking and you're still stood on the halfway line. Uh, there's a lot of people in the squad. Uh, Josie making comments about people who are going to fight for their place in the the semi final of the FA Cup tonight in Bournemouth. Um, also talks that Pogba and Sanchez will be dropped for the game uh, tonight. Not necessarily rested, but the word dropped is being used. Um, you look at Paul Pogba. There's been a lot of attention of at him at the minute, not just media attention, but uh, Jose saying certain things about his his. Um, stance at United and if he's going to be there next season as well mm-hmm. it, it could be that big characters move away from Old Trafford but bigger characters move in because the money United will spend in the summer there will be a, a lot of investment at Old Trafford you'd believe oh, just yeah. because this, of... is, this is a question for Alex but can I just say Go. something before he answers it because uh, it's sometimes ignored by supporters and the media which is for example Paul Pogba will be on, uh, what is it, four or five-year contracts or yeah, something like yeah. that. And obviously we know that, we don't know exactly, but we know he's on massive wages. When you say they could get rid of him, in the, it's easier said than done that, even if there was a will to do it, because the player is under no obligation to move unless the other club matches or improves his salary. And that's why you see so many clubs struggling to move yeah. on these players. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I just wanted to put that into the discussion before you now... Well, I do, personally, I don't think Pogba will go anywhere. I don't think Mourinho wants him to go anywhere. And what he said... Mourinho made a really good comment after the City game prior to the West Brom game. You were brilliant in the second half of the City game. I don't expect you to be man of the match every week, but I expect you to be more consistent than you've been. And to be fair to Pogba, on Sunday against West Brom, he was by no means the worst player on that team. Um, he was not great, he wasn't outstanding, but he wasn't the worst. I think he would probably have not played tonight anyway because I think the two players, that you've met, three players that are pretty much nailed on, Lukaku, who plays every game anyway because he just seems to never get injured, touch wood that he doesn't tonight. Um, Sanchez, who at least again gives 100% effort and came good against City, not so good against West Brom, and Pogba. Those are three I think he's just got to play against Tottenham at Wembley. He's got to. And maybe he's using the defeat to sort of stoke him up a bit and get him going. But I don't think they would have played tonight, those players. It'd be interesting to see who plays and how they play. Uh, this is the Wednesday Club. We've got Norman Whiteside coming up later on. We'll have a chat with him. He's got an event coming up um, in uh, on Friday in London. For any United fans travelling down there the day early, Ian, you can make your joke now about United no, fans no, living no, in London. No, no you'll leave that over there. I'll leave that to say, it, So stay with uh, the Wednesday Club. Uh, now, we're talking about Manchester United and, and, okay. this, and the two sides of United. That yeah, go out two and teams. Do you see, because, I mean, necessarily, the two teams that can beat United, there isn't a lot of player difference between them. I think it's more mentality than the difference of players. But what is that? Is that Mourinho not gearing them up? Is it them underestimating who they're playing against? Possibly. Or is it 
or what did they need to go? I mean, I, people are saying they need to go goal downs for them to, to well, get kicked yeah, into yeah. game. Well, they went to goal down against West Brom. Surely then they could have put the put it in. in but by, the, by then he got Martial Rashford on. I think he'd um, he'd still got Lukaku on. He got Jesse Lingard on. Um, I'm sure Mata was on up until before. He had five or six really good attacking options on. Um, this is what baffles me, and I think it's maybe Twitter generation, and there's, you know, there's so much coverage of things now. Mourinho's not. He beats Liverpool at home. He beats Chelsea at home, um, and he's like, oh, tactically, he's, he's wonderful. Then they go out to Seville, and he's terrible. Then they go two down to. City at half-time, he's terrible. Then they come back 3-2, he's brilliant. Uh, then they lose against West Brom, he's terrible again. I'm pretty sure his preparations for the game, and nearly every manager in the Premier League, they'll be so technically perfect. They'll have dossiers on every player. They'll go through it all day. They'll train all day. Um, they, they all know. I don't, I don't see him doing so much wrong. I don't think it's him now. If you can beat all those teams and then not show up, who knows what it is, but maybe it's the mentality of some of those players. Maybe that they're still really at that team is no leader. I can't help thinking, looking from the outside and watching what's been going on at City. I'm not saying there aren't egos at City. Of course, there are egos, and uh, you know, there's there's obviously been talked about a little bit of friction between Aguero and and Guardiola, for example. But uh, he came in Pep Guardiola, and he seemed to want to remove the players who had massive egos. Again, I can't prove this, and I'm not necessarily suggesting 100% this is right, but Joe Hart was dealt with, Pablo Zabaleta moved on, there was some talk that Vincent Company at one point might move on as well. That felt to me, rightly or wrongly, that that was him wanting to have a team of players who were prepared to be um, malleable for him in terms of tactics, etc., but also mentally be the right type of players and they seem to set a lot of stall out on wanting to sign the right type of person as well as the right type of player. Now looking at United from the outside it feels to me as if they have some very talented individuals but it doesn't feel like a team. Now whether that's because those certain egos can't can't be manipulated into a team because you know Pogba uh, it feels to me wants to be the star of the team, wants to be lauded as the star of the team. But there are other individuals in there as well who also, well, I'm the star of the team. Uh, now that's looking from the outside. I don't mm. know if it's true or not. Yep. And and, and the heart, one of the hardest things about management in these days to me is that psychological thing because at that very very top level, yeah, you can talk about the analytics of tactics in an individual game, and Mourinho's always been praised for that. He's a genius tactically and everything. But ultimately, is it not just about uh, keeping these multi-millionaires happy and together Possibly, yeah. and working for each other? So if Martial was part of that team ethic, mm. then he would automatically track back. And what we've seen at City this season is that there is no player in the team who will not work hard, who will, you know, other players in the past, like, I don't know, maybe Raheem Sterling may have been labelled with, you know, he didn't didn't fancy that side Could of the game. Hang on, Aguero, but they're all doing it. I thought then maybe they don't do it as much. As well, Rashford, Rashford does it, and Sanchez does it, and Mata does it, and it's just Martial. It seems to not quite have that message. And to be fair, the beginning of the season, he was he was getting that message. I think mm -hmm. one of the big differences is, um, and you touched upon it almost indirectly when Guardiola came to City, he inherited company Aguero, De Bruyne, Silva, and then players like Hart and Zabaleta who needed to move on. When Mourinho came to United, he'd got um, De Gea, who's the only one 
that you would go, well, he's the only one who, who would walk into any team in the Premier League. And in the, you've got Jones and Smalling at centre-half, not quite good enough. Valencia and Young, left-back, right-back, not quite good enough. A midfield that had been a problem for ages. No centre-forward because Rooney's on his way out. And it was like the great team had died. Like City will be in about another two, three years when all of those, maybe back four or five years, all of those have gone. But Aguero won the last two years. I think that's a big problem as well. He inherited Ashley Young. You know, Guardiola inherited Aguero. This is the uh, Manchester Football Social. The, we- the Wednesday, the Wednesday <laughs> club. The no, 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 no. That's coming up. Uh, Norman Whiteside <laughs> on the way, as well as talking about the PFA Team of the Year, which features two quizzes. Whoa, good. Actually, one quiz. Uh, and that, that is all coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Wednesday Club here on Excess Manchester with me, Joe, Alex Boardman. Hello. And then Ian Cheeseman. You're right. And a legend on the phone. We're very privileged to have him on the Wednesday Club. Uh, it's Norman Whiteside. Good evening, Norman. Are you well? Good evening, folks. Yeah, very well, thank you. Norman, uh, can you tell us then, uh, the Premier League, what uh, what a season it's been? Um, coming to its conclusion, United in second, City have won the league. How, what have you made then of this season, Norman? Well, I used to think the Premiership was um, in three divisions. It was like the top six teams, the middle six and the bottom six. Yeah. But um, this season it was one, five, six, six. Obviously City run away with it, didn't they? It's but, been um, hard, hasn't it, to sort of watch City run away with it? Have you taken any, is there any silver lining for United this season? Yeah, I think they've got, you've always got a chance when you're in the semi-final of the, of the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've always got a chance for that one. But as far as like consistency um, and and football-wise, um, City way way better than everybody else, and now they deserved it. Hi, Norman. It's Alex. You all right? Hi, Alex. All right, Paul. Yeah. Hiya. Um, what I'm wondering, really, this we've seemed to be looking at a United side now. I'm I'm wondering if it reminds you at all of any of the United sides you played in in the 80s, where they seem to be decent in cup runs, but they just don't have the week-in, week-out discipline or consistency for the league. Do you think, is that a fair comment? or? Yeah, I think it's a very, very um, fair comment. I think the word that I've always used over the years about sort of our team not winning the championship, but, but actually doing OK in little cup competitions, um, um, was inconsistent. And, and that's what we were. We would go to Anfield, and beat Liverpool on Boxing Day, and then come home and lose to Norwich, bottom of the table at Old Trafford two days later. You know, it was so inconsistent. And I think that's it. You can look up today and and see the same sort of thing that you're talking about. And when Fergie's era was about, um, the word was different. The word was consistent. And that's why they won everything, because they were capable of going and putting, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30 games unbeaten and, and putting their points on the table. And when, when you were at United, was there... Because I'm just wondering what the mentality of some of these players must be like with City running away with it. Because for us, obviously, in the 80s, it was Liverpool who seemed to win everything. Yeah. They were always going to win the league. They seemed to win games 1-0 in the last minute all the time and stuff. Does that have a real psychological effect when you're in training or, you, you know, you, you, you've got to try and big yourself up for a game like Norwich, you were saying, or, or like West Brom for, the, for this lot? The weekend just gone. Uh, for last week, yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I I didn't um, have to big up for any games. It just I went down through that every game, sort of the same. Um, you know, but all those years ago, the, the Norwich games and all the rest of it, where you know we were expected to go and beat. Well, not go and beat them. We're playing them at Old Trafford. Um, and I just think with some of the boys today, with the, with the bigger games, the Liverpool, the City derbies, and that. 
some of our boys were a little bit under par. And I'm sitting in the stand because I work there every home game. And I'm picking the people in front of me and I'm trying to get on the pitch. And, you know, do they have that, you know, that, that million percent attitude to go out and win? Either a East Langs derby against Liverpool or a Manchester derby against, um, obviously, Manchester City. It's lovely to speak to you again, Norman. It's Ian here. I, I know we sat down and did a long interview How's with you name? once. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's your how knee? Your how's knee? my knee? Yeah, it's not much better actually. The other one's getting dodgy now as well. How's your knee, Norman? <laughs> but uh, obviously, I've talked to you before about playing in, in the cup final and, and being, you know, a young kid really when you achieved all the great things that you achieved. But the FA Cup A is a little bit different than perhaps it once was. And this weekend, United play Tottenham on their home ground. You think that yeah. that's going to make a difference? Um, I don't think so. I think when it's a semi-final, you, you've got to be up for it. Um, and I must admit, I'm not, I'm not um, over keen on um, semi-finals being down there anyway. Yeah. Um, I think they should be in neutral. Um, and the final Wembley should always be held for the for the biggest occasion, the biggest cup occasion, obviously the FA Cup final. And that's what I think about that. But um, you know, I don't think it matters if Spurs are at home. You've just got to go and adopt. Um, and you know, play your football and and treat it like a, a semi-final because they are great occasions. There's no doubt about that. You do wake up with a buzz, um, and you know, and and let's hope that the boys I'm talking about do wake up with that buzz and and try and understand what the you know the importance of the FA Cup. Who's exciting you in the United squad at the minute, Norman? Is there anyone that exciting you? Who do you watch and, and, and really get behind when they play? Is there anyone in the United squad at the minute yeah. that, that gets you excited? Yeah, yeah, there is. Well, see, for me, the best signing we've had recently, or the last um, season or two, I like Matic. Yeah. Um, midfield, he doesn't give the ball away much. And I, I was telling the corporate Old Trafford, and I said this, he had a nightmare for the next four games. <laughs> <laughs> so don't but, be um, seeing anyone no. on here tonight. And, and then yeah. it might slip no, up. I, I, I do like him. I think he, 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 he knows where, um, where the ball is. He doesn't give it away. He plays the ball with the right weight on it. Um, and he and he sits in the D sort of sits in front of the the back four. He gives other people um, and time and room to get forward. So I like him. I think he's probably been one of our best buys. Yeah. Uh, Norman, you've got an event on that we want to talk about. It's happening uh, around. Uh, is it the Friday before the the Spurs game? Uh, it is, yes, yeah, and it is going to be uh, an opportunity. It's at the Loop Bar in London's Mayfair, hosted by John Warrington, and you are going to be there for United I fans. Can't to... believe that's a bar I've never been in. You've never <laughs> been in Loop Bar. I've never been in Loop Bar. You probably have, Norman. You probably just don't remember. <laughs> You're going to be there uh, doing an opportunity to spend the evening with with yourself. Uh, do you do you like these uh, sort of evenings, Norman, where the fans come yeah. to you and ask questions, and you can you know you can answer them, and because you, you are so important, Alex. When I told Alex today that you were on the phone he said you were his hero it, it must be a nice thing to go and uh, meet some United fans and have, just have a chat oh yes I mean I do loads and loads in the north of the country um, but then you know I don't get down to London that often um, so it'll be nice and spent certainly the night before the semi-final so people could come and just come along have a few beers a few stories and you know start, start your weekend off exactly <laughs> So we so are going to tweet nice. the uh, we're going to tweet the link so you can get tickets. Uh, so make sure you uh, you get them now because there is limited availability. Uh, Norman, prediction then for the Spurs at Wembley, the FA Cup semi final. What are you going for? We'll, we'll win, it, win it by a goal. Win we'll it by a goal. goal. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Norman, thank you very much for, uh, Cheers, for spending Norman. the time Thanks, with Norman. us. See you, lads. See you.
Norman, thank you very much. What a, what a gentleman, uh, Alex, Ian. Uh, he remembered me, didn't he? How is your knee, Ian? It's, it's well. getting worse. The both uh, knees have gone now. Doesn't have any effect on your mouth, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the, the Wednesday Club. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at XS Manchester. Tweet us in your opinions. He said there, the 1 0, and we'll get yeah, to yeah. The, we will get to the FA Cup in the next section. But now let's talk about the PFA team. Of the year, finally, the have City you, players have got some have credit. You, have you seen it? Have you we all seen it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so the it. one uh, big thing is uh, Aguero's in it. Yeah, David uh, Silva's in David it. David Silva's in it. There is a lot of City players in it. The five obvious ones in, as well. Five in total. So I'll read it out. De Gea in net. Uh, you've got Otamendi, Alonso, Walker, De Bruyne, Silva, Eriksen, Aguero, Keynes, and Salah. Uh, I've missed one. For some reason, the tweet I've got only has 10 names. Uh, uh, Bertrand. Ryan Bertrand. Uh, I don't know. I'll make sure I get... It's I'll not check Ryan that. Bertrand. Uh, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I don't know. Right, so there's 10. <laughs> I'll make sure I get the, get the other one soon. Why has this tweet only got 10 names on it? But the, who cares about the other one? But the key is that City dominated. Otamendi, that's a nice one because I wouldn't have seen that coming. Not that I don't appreciate him. He's called the, the nickname in the general... And there were times this season when Pep Guardiola has described him as his Superman because uh, he's been very consistent in defence. And yet, he still has quite a few critics Vertonghen. among the City fans. Vertonghen was the other one. Sorry, Vertonghen. Found the, it. He still has a lot of criticism from some City fans who say he's the weak link in defence. Yeah. So it, it's fascinating to see that he's been selected by his former players, which or the, his colleagues, I should say, because that means that the players in other teams who've come up against him obviously do rate him very yeah. highly, which is great. And it's lovely that City have got the, the credit that they deserve. They've had, God, that's one thing they've not been short of this year, credit. <laughs> Let's be fair. They've, so, did they, I, in the past, yeah. though. <laughs> so you've it. got five City players, three Spurs players, which Ericsson, Kane... Ericsson's brilliant. Love yeah, Ericsson's a wonderful player. Um, yeah, and then you've got one Chelsea, one Liverpool, one United. Who's uh, the Chelsea? Oh, Alonso's Alonso the Alonso and yeah, then yeah. Salah for Liverpool... An interesting lineup. Aguero getting what he deserves, you would suggest, yeah. uh, a little too late, but it's better late than never. Um, but De Gea staying strong in that goalkeeping yeah, yeah. thing. But, I mean, is it a case of United should have more than one in the team? In the they year, should have sure. more than one. They don't really... Do. I mean, it just depends on what time of the season it's done because there, there was a chance if this would have been recorded, let's say, December, uh, mid-December, if they'd have asked for the ballot when they do it, um, Lingard could have snuck in there, but his form's sort of not been consistent. I don't think you can have too many um, qualms about it. You can't be too cross. City deserve to have, you know, you could even argue Fernandinho deserves to be in there yeah, more than more that, than yeah. maybe Walker. Yeah. The, um, the trouble with these things, you're right, because it's 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 supposed to encapsulate the season and the season isn't actually finished yet. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, the cut-off yeah, yeah. point is. What if Liverpool... And I know this is the nightmare scenario for you, Alex, particularly. And I can't say I'm a big fan of this idea either. <laughs> oh, God. But what if Liverpool... I go thought you were going to say finish second and then I realised it can be a lot worse than that. What if they win the Champions oh, League? God, what, no. what if, uh, yeah, you know, true, uh, Jordan true. Henderson scores at trick in the final? Surely final-year. then he's better than Ericsson. Uh, I'll be honest, role. I think I mean, you've more like chance Ericsson. of that with your bad knees. <laughs> but um, I, think the, I think the way the Liverpool team's been... I'm surprised they didn't have... Maybe that Robertson's had a breakthrough season. He's been yeah. wonderful at left back. Alonso's been, he was all right for the first half of the season. He's been a bit invisible for the last few weeks. They've lost yeah, games Alonso's they should have won. And Vertonghen, again, the same same with Tottenham. It's like, when was this done? Because Tottenham dipped off as well. Mm. So what's what's sad from United's point of view is 
since Ferguson left, De Gea has been consistently brilliant and he, yeah. he won the player of the year like nearly every year. Um, and this year, midway through the season, it's like maybe Lukaku will win it, maybe even Lingard, maybe Valencia even, or Matic. But he's it, come to it and none of the outfield players have been consistent enough and performed as well as the goalkeeper again for the fourth, fifth season on the trot. And that's... If you're an outfield player at United, you you need to maybe have a look at yourself and go, we need to match that level of consistency. So if De Gea is the, the best player at United, who's the second best player? Who would have been for you fighting for a place in that team? Matic, Matic, as Norman said before, but Matic Where is Where does forms... he go? Does he replace De Bruyne? Does he replace Silva? Oh, no, you wouldn't Surely. try. They, they don't I'm just saying it. what yeah, which they don't United it. player could be potentially fighting for Lukaku, that place. Lukaku's probably close. He scored 25 goals in his first season playing as a lone striker with very few chances. He's been great. Um, but you can't. You wouldn't put him in over Kane. You wouldn't put him in over Aguero. So it's you know it's it's fair enough. You wouldn't put any midfielder at United in over Eriksen. Um, Salah deserves to be in there, obviously. Yep. So you know none of the defenders at United. Bayi's our best defender. He's not played most of the year because he got injured in November. Came back last month. So um, there's only De Gea deserves to be in it, to be honest. And then you mentioned Fernandinho. We've speaking uh, on Forever Blue. You get a lot of ex City players saying that the the team, you know, needs Fernandinho. Without Fernandinho, maybe not the way it has gone. But is he an unsung hero? Does people not recognise? Are you oh, not going to miss him until he's gone? No, he's massively an unsung hero. I mean, he didn't play at Tottenham. Gundogan played in that role, um, and City won three one, and quite convincingly. So therefore. You could make the argument to say, I thought City couldn't do without Fernandinho. I thought he was supposed to be the key player. Um, one game doesn't prove that, for one thing. Um, and, you know, you, you do sort of cover for, for certain absences. And if Matic was missing mm. for United, I don't mean United would fall apart suddenly just because he's yeah. not there. But I do think Fernandinho is an unsung hero. Um, I mean, you know, he's he's a Brazilian international, so he shouldn't really be unsung, should he? But nevertheless, he's he is such a... Uh, a perfect player to transition between defence and and uh, an attack. And I saw a poll the other day among some City fans of comparing Fernandinho to Nigel De Jong, because Nigel De Jong ostensibly played in the same position, hmm. same position as Matic does really. Yeah. But Fernandinho plays it in a much more positive role. Yes, he breaks the play up. Yes, he he tracks across that D. The same thing that Norman and you've been. He's he's more like Kante to be fair. Yes. And yes. I, I feel that Kante. For Leicester was vital, and then for Chelsea, so he won it two years on the trot, and he was getting so many plaudits. And it's almost like all the the football writers or whoever's gone, oh, we've done a defensive midfielder now. We yep. will move on. The um, interesting thing as well is that United and City are supposed to be, if you believe what you read, going head to head now for the play, the replacement for Fernandinho. I'm not sure how he'd fit in at United because Matic is. Uh, you know, going to be there for quite he's 30, a while. He's 30, but Fred, though, Fred is oh, this Fred, player yeah, that they're yeah. looking for at Shatsat, that, that, that the two clubs are going to go head to head. How would, how would Fred fit into United? <sighs> he'd probably walk into the team, to be honest, at the, minute, <laughs> the way that they're playing, because he'd be consistent, wouldn't he? You know, you, you can't, this is the sad indictment at United. We're better with McTominay in midfield. Love him, you know, but he's a kid and he he rarely plays badly and he's positive and he tackles and. Fellaini goes in there, lets you down. Herrera goes in, all right against City, terrible against West Brom. You know, Fred would walk into that United team, walk in. But don't give uh, Mourinho any more defensive midfielders. He'll be playing with three. But, but Fernandinho, to answer your original question, is is I I absolutely. In fact, 
this sound, this will sound really controversial because there's five City players. Do you love say a controversial that comment? You say he's better but than I'd, all. I'd, I'd, if I was being asked who was my player of the year at City, I might even go for Fernandinho as my player of the year. Who is it? Who, who do you think the will get player of the year? De Bruyne? Salah? Almost certain. No, if you're talking about the City player oh, of the City year. Oh, City player of the year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, De Bruyne. Then, then De Bruyne probably gets it. But Silva and Fernandinho, those three... Two. Have, have been uh, I mean, and then you, yeah I can go about the rest of them because they just won the league by record number of points probably and everything so how can you not praise them like that but Fernandinho quiet key role dead dead important and, and I just love him to bits right I've got a quiz for you okay. it's a quiz that's going to have to take some time we're going to have to do it over the break so the PFA yeah. team of the year uh, has been going for a long time I'm going to go to two years where City won it in 2011-12 season and when United won it 2012-13 season. Okay. Both United and City had four players in each of those PFA team of the years. So City had four in the City had four in the 2012 one. United had, had four, four in the 2013 one. Right. You've got to tell me who them four players are. Get a pen and paper if you're at home. Tell me who the t- the four players is from each United and City. Actually, you, you just focus on City and you focus on okay. United, Alex, and we'll see who gets the most. We'll be right back after this. We are back. This is the Wednesday Club. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, big shout out to the station at the minute. Sounding mega. Steve Berry in the morning. Go and have a listen to him. Then Sophie takes over from 10 till 2. And then the lovely Clint Boone on before us at the he football. Is lovely, you know? A lovely yeah. man. He's the politest uh, he, man he, in he's the world. The, do you know what? And uh, When you meet Clint, you ever meet Clint, the first thing I'll do is you shake your Hand. Won't it? Every yeah, single yeah, time he's shaking your hand. I've worked with him day in, day out, and I always get two handshakes off him. Not even just a little hello, a handshake off him. So if you've got time, listen to Clint Boone uh, two He'll till give you six. A Clint handshake over the air. He will, and then <laughs> and, and then come listen to the football social here every weeknight six till seven. Gentlemen, it won't be a Wednesday club show about this music. Oh, right? I love this music. So the PFA team of the year has been announced. Five city plays in it, but we're going to go back in time. To 2012 and to 2013, the PFA Team of the Year featured, in 2012, four City players. And in 2013, four United players. It's up to Ian Cheeseman to tell me who the four City players were. And Alex, tell me who the four United players were. You're going to go first, Ian Cheeseman. Can you tell me who you think the four City players were in that team? We'll go one at a time. Go the trouble us. is, right? Oh, here to, we go. Just Let's get the excuses this. in early. <laughs> Is that it isn't necessarily the four I would have picked to be in that team. Okay, okay. And obviously, as we said before, um, this team will have been picked long before the drama drama of the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So Sergio Aguero scoring that great goal, if the thing had been done after that, might have been might have made the difference. Yeah, I get you. So uh, on that basis, Vincent Company. Vincent Company is one. Um, Yaya Torre is two. Now, this is where I start to struggle now um, <laughs> because the logic goes out of the window. But, but Joe Hart is three. Attention. <laughs> and then... the final one, and I I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm wrong on this only because if my memory serves, he's never been in a team of year, but he was magnificent that season, David Silver. See, on here it does say... David Silva! Oh, no. Can you tell me, Alex, who was the one United player in that team of the year in 2012? For a bonus point. For a bonus point, I would go with... Was that Skull's comeback here? 
<laughs> um, I'll go with Rooney. You are correct. Right, let's move on to 2013. Yeah. <laughs> this is a clean sweep. So 2013, four United players in the team of the year okay. when they won in 2013. Alex, let's so, go. Hang on, I've written them on notes on my phone. I like I'm not it, cheating. I like I'm it. not cheating. Right, I'm pretty certain nailed on will be Van Persie. Van Persie? Has yep. to be. Now, the next two, <laughs> the... I'm a bit like... <laughs> but they both had probably the best seasons at United. Ever turned into like this goal-scoring... Evra, is that what we going for? I'm going for Evra. Mm. Oh, oh, oh no. that way. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I was going to go for in that same vein was Ferdinand because he was immense that season. You are correct, and Ferdinand. I've got one more. And, um, it? and it was he'd converted his role from a winger. He played a lot in central mid and I'm going to go for Giggs. Mm. Oh, it, it was David De Gea. Damn. His first team that wow. he won. He's been in. Uh, he's been in the next four. The two you missed. De Gea. De Gea was one, and Michael Carrick. Carrick. Okay. Carrick was the other team. Right. Bonus point for you, Ian. Even though you've won, who's the need city? The bonus Who point. was the city <laughs> player in that team of the year? Uh, it's very obscure. It's very obscure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have suggested this player. Uh, well, that's thrown me completely because I would have. Uh, I, I, I'd have gone for Vincent Sh- Company. It is Zabaleta. <laughs> Zabaleta, team That's of the year, 2013. Well, about? it is a bit obscure. Uh, we'll be back next week with more great quizzes. Hey. I'm only joking, we're here for another about five, ten minutes. Uh, the game tonight, <laughs> Bournemouth, um, is sort of, it's an odd one. It feels like it's just a game we need to get out of the way with. Yeah. Uh, but three points is necessary if you want to stay above Liverpool. Uh, Spurs on the weekend is the big one. Yes. So let's just address the Bournemouth game now in a sense of does Mourinho rest players even though of this is kind does. of important but so what kind of team do you think you'll be expecting tonight Alex? Um, I'll expect McTominay to come into midfield maybe Fellaini or I don't know if Fellaini's just totally finished now because he won't sign his new contract and he's he won't, he's not played since Seville Yeah. Um, I would expect uh, Baye maybe to come back in because he didn't play again at the weekend mm-hmm. Um Possibly, possibly, possibly an outside chance of Luke Shaw with Ashley Young going to right back uh, and got to put Rashford in and I'd start Martial. I'd, re- I'd rest Lukaku for tonight, to be honest. Second, would, you re- would you rest De Gea? Um, well, no, because he, he might play Romero against Tottenham. He he might. He really might. I hope he doesn't. I like Romero, but, you know, De Gea's the best. De Gea against yeah, Spurs, he's got he? Yeah. But he, he's been doing all season. He's been, he, he, started, he has had like a cup team and gone, mm. this is it, and maybe he won't change that. Like of superstition or whatever the reason. Loyalty to him, I suppose. Yeah, he's yeah. promised to him at the beginning he's, of the season. Yeah, and he's training yeah. and stuff, and you can't then, it's all very well going, if they win that and De Gea's in the nets and stuff, you don't know what it does to morale. And So I think those will be some definite. Rashford's got to play tonight. I want to see Rashford tonight. For you, Ian, as an outsider, going into the game uh, of the, the FA Cup, the semi-final, United Spurs, you've played, uh, City have played United Spurs, you know, week between each one. Um, do you have a favourite? Do you think who's going to win? What What's your thinking about this? I, I think United will win it. I think uh, I think Spurs are on their own ground. I think United will, will, will create this sort of siege mentality. You know, we're away from home. We're, we, you know, we've just lost at home to West Brom and, our big enemies, you know, City and Liverpool are, are, are doing really well. Come on, we've got to do it. And I think what happened at, at half-time in the derby match of whether it was players, Mourinho or a combination of both have said, you really want to uh, look at that, you know, trophy being 
not literally, but metaphorically handed out and that motivated them to fight back, I would be surprised if the players and the manager don't have that type of speech and that mm. type of mentality at Wembley and say, come on, we can make this season into a decent one. We've got one major trophy on that. If we can beat Tottenham and then beat in the final either Chelsea or Southampton, and they should, let's face it, beat either of them two, yeah, I think. Do. So it feels like, to me, this is the final this weekend. And for that reason, I think United will dig in and we'll win that that match on Saturday. It's going to be a no, big one. More uh, confident than I am. <laughs> <laughs> it, they'll have half the fans. That's a big thing. They'll have half this. They'll have half that ground. Yeah. Do you think it makes a difference? Massively, massively. So I'm talking like Old Trafford at a game like West Brom. You're talking Wembley with forty thousand United fans yep. in. So my point being is that for for Manchester United, I don't think Spurs have the upper hand. It's Wembley. United have played at Wembley a lot over the last uh, you know ten years since it's been open. Mm-hmm. City have played at Wembley a lot. It is it's a ground that you know I've see still see it as neutral going into this game. Well, Tottenham don't have to travel. Firstly, and they've already played there sixteen or seventeen times this season, so I think that's a massive advantage. So I disagree with you on that. But I mean, it's not like it's unfamiliar to the, those players they're all internationals and they've all been there many times in the last few years so it's not a massive disadvantage but it is a disadvantage I mean and that's the ludicrous thing about this whole no what it should be at Villa Park it always was at Villa Park and it's bizarre isn't it? it's a gorgeous old stadium and the atmosphere is brilliant and it's easily accessible for everyone and you know, more money at Wembley. That's yeah. all more that money at Wembley, isn't it? Yeah, just, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, and there's no, you can't see it stopping anytime soon, can you? Really? No, more never. Money at Wembley not until they've, keep... they've paid for that stadium. Yeah, we'll keep borrowing in. But you think you pay for it by now. They have all sorts there. Uh, they will go into the game. Spurs against United. It's going to be a, an interesting one. The kickoff is quite late on. I'm hearing some United fans might struggle to get back. Definitely uh, a lot of United fans struggling with the travel tonight. Bournemouth. Yeah, uh, in the kickoff, I know one uh, person, the full-time Devils, won't be live tomorrow on YouTube because the producer uh, is stuck in Bournemouth till the morning, so won't be able to get back in time. Um, so obviously, it has a knock-on effect for not just um, you know our products, but a lot of other people will have to take time off work, yeah, etc. Yeah. Uh, the fans still losing out in, in a way, but you'd you'd hope that travel to Wembley will be good for United fans especially yeah, but, on the but way they don't back. do football specials like they used to do 20 years ago so it, you know it's, it's a tube network what's the problem with the United fans <laughs> oh here we Wembley? go I gave you the opportunity earlier on in the show Ian and you didn't <laughs> oh, take it waiting for it you've been waiting and here it is uh, Ian we were told uh, the news about when the trophy will be lifted um, yeah. And, uh, well, we said we well we we think we think it's going to be a I'm pretty sure Huddersfield. it'll be against Huddersfield Huddersfield yeah, yeah not confirmed yet but I'm um, as I understand it, that's when it'll be. Exciting time. Will company lift it? Company's going to lift yes, it? Yes, of yep. course he will. It was said even when he was injured. He's going to do a John Terry. On with a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and limp on with a crutch. But he's all right at the moment, so he'll lift it in full fitness. The thing is, uh, as well from neutral point with the whole John Terry thing, is that no one wanted John Terry to lift that cup. But I still think that... Apart from uh, John Terry's uh, mum. Apart from John Terry and John Terry's <laughs> mum. But company, I, I, you know, hats off to him. You know, he, he's loyal to, to, to Manchester City. Um, he sounds Mancunian now in the videos doing the rounds on social media. So he's got the Manchester mm. twang. Um, fair he's play to right him man. to He's the right man to for lift it. The cup. He, a lot of fans see him as Mr Manchester City. Um, and he, he speaks so eloquently and has been such an integral part of everything that's happened since the beginning of this uh, modern day journey, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I think he's absolutely the right person to do it. Um, hopefully he'll get uh, the chance to do a, two or three more yet. 
Oh, who knows? I think uh, he'll be gone this summer. Company, I don't think it's Do you think you'll be gone this summer? He'll buy another. He's, that defence is still not right. There'll be another two defenders signed by Pep Guardiola. I, I do it. think Pep will keep him nonetheless. This is a debate for another time because we have got six weeks of Wednesday clubs where there is going to be no talk about who's going to win the title. Uh, it's Manchester City. We so, could talk about who's going to win it next year. I suppose we could. I think what we've got to say is uh, we're coming to the end. Uh, quick prediction for you. For tonight's game and for Saturday, Alex? Tonight there's got to be a reaction. Should be good enough to go to Bournemouth, win by one goal. Let's say 1-0. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously on Saturday, the FA Really Cup. tight. I see it as really tight. Hopefully Kane will not show up. And uh, hopefully Jones and Smalling won't start like they did in the league game. If those things happen, I think United will win again by one goal. There you have it. This has been the Wednesday Club. No one watched that on earlier. Catch the podcast if you've missed it. Thank you very much, Ian. Catch him on Channel 4 on Thursday. We forgot to mention that. Midnight, set your alarms. Alex, thank you very much as well. Yeah, I'll be watching Channel 4 that night. Dream the best show (laughs) ever. Goodbye, everyone. This has been the Wednesday Club. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.